Welcome to the Love and War Worship Podcast. A conversation about Jesus and modern worship leadership. All of us want a genuine, passionate relationship with Jesus, but all too often things feel flat. Sometimes it even feels like the lights have gone out, the passion has faded, and the joy we once felt is gone. Is this the life God intends for us? Can we find a way back to a joy-filled life in God? We believe you can, and we've personally found help. We're glad to introduce you to our friends, John and Sung Shin Lapnow, who we believe can help you find a way home to hearing God once again through the practices of quieting and interactive gratitude. That's what today's episode is all about. Here we are, season two, it's summertime, the birds are chirping. I wish I was by the pool right now. I probably am by the pool somewhere right now. Right, because technically you're on sabbatical Technically I am. (laughs) We're in the future. Can we just say praise the Lord? And man, I'm just a huge believer in this idea that there are times in life when we need to cease from fruitfulness to uh, actually become more fruitful. It's the whole John 15 thing that... Jesus cuts off branches that are fruitful so that they can grow again to bear more mm. fruit. So I'm really excited. And actually, if if I could, I just ask our audience to be praying for my family and I. Yeah. Uh, that currently, right now, whenever you're getting this, if you would just say a little prayer that that our hearts are being restored and that we're actually getting to hear from Jesus mm. in this moment, man, I would I would really just appreciate that. So that's just a selfish little ask. Well, yeah, man, I'll be praying for your mojitos on the beach, too. Oh, and like, Lord, the I just Lord. pray there's a lot of those for John yes. and Alyssa. Yes. You know, I'm excited for you to get back from that sabbatical so we can start up our next round of learning community. Man, come on. Talk about that, man. What are you excited about? Well, I guess I'd say it like this. We've seen that there's such a desire in worship leaders today to actually do the stuff that Jesus did. Amen. Yeah, and not just feel stuck on a stage in the church forever. We call this the cruel joke. It's this idea that we feel really great and gifted maybe even anointed for stage ministry, but God is doing something in us and burdening us to do the stuff that Jesus did and did a lot of outside the walls of the church. So for the last seven years, we've been teaching leaders how to live on mission with friends that feel like family. And here's the deal. If you're a worship leader who's like, some of that stuff that you just said, I'm intrigued by that. Well, we want you to know that we can teach you how to grow a spiritual family that burns with worship and prayer at the core of that tribe. We believe that little small communities that exist in neighborhoods all across this nation could really do a lot to see Jesus make wrong things right. You are people who stand in front of heaven all the time and say, Jesus, move, Jesus, move in our prayer and in our song. Well, here's the deal. If he's going to move, he's going to move us. He's going to move us actually the way that he moved his son which is incarnationally to take flesh and blood, to put it on, to move into the neighborhood and to be salt and light, to be light in dark places. So I just want to encourage you to come to our learning community, October 12th through the 15th in Kansas City. You can learn more and sign up at loveandwarworship.org. This whole podcast, everything that we're doing, in fact, Love and War in its very essence, is not just this podcast. It's so that we can know you, so that we can have a relational experience with you. So come be with us. We want to know you. Right on. Hey, last week we were learning from Marcus Warner about how our brains can be on and we can be relational and living in joy and then how suddenly our brains can just totally go 
out, right? Tell us, tell us about right brain and left brain stuff, Jack. Do a little recap. There's two halves, hemispheres, if you will, of your brain, right and left. Okay, so your left side of the brain, that's the information storehouse, your analytical problem-solving brain. Then the right side of your brain, that's the relational side of your brain where you get to relate and know when you're glad to be with someone. And we need both of those parts of our brains to be lit up and functioning, to have healthy relationships, both with each other and with God. I think about this every single morning because my daughter, Kezi, will jump in her crib until I wake up. And when I walk into her room, she looks at me, just huge eyes full of joy. And she says, Daddy, you came back. What's going on right there? That is the right side of her brain, the relational side, yes. lit up, glad to be with her dad. Because she knows her dad is glad to be with her. That's and right. she knows that I'm always going to come back for her and her little eyes fill up with joy. Oh, it's just so, so incredible. Hey, man, and in fact, the truth is, is like joy floods our brains when mm -hmm. we know that we're with people who are glad to be with us. And I'm glad to be with you today, dude. Likewise, man. I'm glad to be with you. Man, we are in the school of brain science, bud. Yeah. It's paying off. Well, we're doing a deeper dive today. Yeah, we are. With who? John and Sungshim Lapnow. Tell us about friends. tell us about the Lapnows, man. They are neurotheologians. Which is pretty amazing. And We're gonna nerdy. learn more. Yeah, nerdy and, and like like that's like Jesus nerdy, <laughs> right? But cool. So tell us about neurotheology. That. This is uh, a joining together of neurology and theology, and we're looking at how God designed our brains to run on joy and gratitude and relationship. And so they look at both of those areas um, and see how they intersect. Yeah, the Lapnows have become true spiritual guides for us in their book, The Joyful Journey, which we want to encourage everybody to go grab a copy of. Okay, in this episode, we're going to discuss a few things with the Lopnows, stuff like this, that every single person can hear God, and that growing in confidence in hearing Him is not rocket science. We reflect on the ways that our devotional life has become more of a problem-solving experience, sin to confess and overcome, people to pray for, crises to pray through, etc., rather than an experience with God. Mm, yeah. You know, we talk about how hearing God first starts with being with the God who loves us and loves to be with us. We experience more joy when we're able to rest in the embrace of our God who is glad to be with us in whatever state we're in. And then there's this part that I just absolutely loved where we talked about how so many worship leaders are in relationships with pastors they fear. They don't feel safe in the cultures they are in. And we talk about how they can influence that culture in a more positive way. Hey, it's worth it before we jump in right now just to define uh, one of the terms we use, quieting. So this is an exercise that we've been doing together, and it's what it sounds like. It's spending time in quiet before we start to pray, engage with God, have a devo time. Just taking a couple deep breaths, maybe acknowledging the tension in our body, trying to release that, and just stilling ourselves before God before we start praying. We approach doing what we would classically call a quiet time or a devo, mm. yeah, which is... I've got 15, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour. I'm going to bang this out before work. <laughs> I'm going to sit down, and yeah. I've got my journal out, mm. I've got my Bible open, yeah. and I am, I'm just going to get mm. through it, yeah. and I'm going to pray that I'll have the moment, That's mm. right. right? That kind of feels like yeah. something opens up, but yeah. really what I'm doing is I'm, again, 
left brain, yeah. studying information. How am I going to implement this so that this will hopefully bear fruit? And we start to <laughs> essentially problem solve, kind of. So even prayer becomes problem yeah. solving. Like, God, I <laughs> have all this stuff and all these people wow. and all the things and all that. What you got, and again, it was real, it's not rocket. I mean, come on. So <laughs> simple. Not, it was about yeah. what we didn't do. It's about <laughs> what we didn't do. So so on Sunday morning, we got in a circle, mm. and you said, before we do all right. of the spiritual direction stuff, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> we're just going to sit here for 15 minutes and do a quieting. Yeah. And it would, just for everyone, I felt like I was in a yoga class for my soul. <laughs> so this is just taking what we know about the body right. and brain and using what we know so that we can put ourselves before God's presence in a more open-hearted posture. Hmm. So that, that's how I view it. Hmm. So we do some breathing, do some, like you could reflect on be still and know that I'm God, or even just bring all those anxious thoughts or exciting thoughts into the presence of God, not trying to bury it, putting it in the closet, but just put it in God's presence and then turn your attention to God. And the reason why that's so helpful to me is because yeah, like you said, this could be another task mm. that we're trying to get done. It's a There's good tasks out there, studying the Bible, doing a Devo. Mm-hmm. But if it's not done in a relational way, mm. or if you just want to compare and contrast, if, it, if that devotion is done in a relational way versus hmm. just getting more left-brain knowledge, hmm. their fruit, you get to choose which kind of fruit you want. Right. And slowing down, quieting has been tremendously helpful for for me, for us. I mean, we just think it's a helpful way to be a human being. Right. Huh. You know? That's it. And so... Because <laughs> there's so much going on yeah. all the time. And you can make this Bible study, reflection on a passage, reflection on a problem, a much different experience if you slow down. We did it on Tuesday before we did worship and prayer. Mm. Tuesday night and yeah. said, let's take wow, the, the top five minutes. And again, that's usually a moment where we're like, Boom. Here we go. Here we go. Mm. We're about to go. Storm the gates of heaven right yeah. now. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. Get yeah. it done. Well, I want to say something about Psalm, the be still and know that I'm God. If you look at the words in this simple study, it's like be still, stop striving, mm. and then know I'm God is experience wow. my presence. Mm. So stop striving and experiencing my presence. You can still do love something. It. I love you know. It. But it's different than a striving to get a nugget out of this chapter that I'm reading in the Bible. Because I mean, that's what I want. I want a, a tasty morsel to chew on all day, and I'm going to get it. Yeah. Or, like, Jesus, I'm going to read this, and, like, I, this is boring, and there's nothing here. And I, that could be the conversation I have with Jesus. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You know, like, instead of, like, I'm going to, like, get something out, it's I'm going to be with you, Jesus, over. So the focus is me and Jesus together about this word. Mm-hmm. So right. the relationship is with Jesus. Right. That being relational and quieting helps me. Right. So to, to stop striving and experience my presence. Yeah. I think that takes the pressure off yeah. time with Jesus too. Yeah. See, that's even telling Jack that there is pressure related to yeah. being alone with Jesus. Mm-hmm. I think especially, especially as a leader. That people, we all feel. People come to you for yeah. insight or for mm-hmm. a word. Yeah. Well, can yeah. I share something? Yes. I, I feel for leaders, if you wanted to lead other people, don't you think that you need to at least know one step further than them? Right. That's what it means to lead in a worldly sense. But I think what God is saying is that come and just be with me. Right. And that, that feels too easy. 
Right. That's just, God, then mm. we don't earn anything. Right, right, right. So you are pressured to get some muscle and truth, the wisdom mm-hmm. out of your time with God is greater than probably people who are not paid by church or supported right. by other people, right? That may be true. But if I don't know how to be with God, and almost like if we are so focusing on getting the wisdom mm. and the, the truth from the Bible or my time with God, when you slow down and think about it, I'm using him. Right. As a means wisdom. to your own end. That's right. right. Yeah. Yes. But what God yeah. really wants is come. Yeah. Come, be with me. What's mm. at the base of all of this stuff? Obviously, it's called a joyful journey, right? Mm. Is this currency of joy. What we are learning is that as we enter into a grace state, mm. right? Mm which mm-hmm. is God is glad to be with me. Mm-hmm. God doesn't God doesn't put my behavior over my identity. God mm. doesn't make my problems bigger than my personhood. Yeah. Mm. God looks at me and he says I I'm never going to turn away from mm-hmm. you in your existence, who mm. you are, your identity that through faith in Jesus has been made one mm-hmm. with my son. Mm-hmm. Like like you and my son are one. You are in a grace state. I am glad to be with you. I'm happy to be with you. Since we've been doing that, hmm. literally joy has been coming back. Hmm. And that that has caught me by surprise. Hmm. That's that's caught me by surprise. It's 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 caught me by surprise how joyless I was. You know? How but you much you didn't know that or how did you know how did hmm. you catch it? I think I, I, th- I guess it's like when you go to a restaurant and you eat food that is really awesome that you didn't know mm. you have been without for a while. And mm. then you're like, dude, this restaurant has been on this corner mm-hmm. in this city for mm. the whole time I have lived here, mm. you know? Mm. And maybe I went here, you know, years ago, but it's been a while mm-hmm. and it's kind of like coming back to it. And Hmm. You know, I don't know. I mean, we all experience hardship. We all experience stress. I was just in the hustle, I guess, yeah, is what okay. I'm saying. And mm-hmm. when I'm when I'm in the hustle, the joy is low. Mm-hmm. And when I'm in a place where I'm I'm resting in God's loving embrace, as you guys say quite a bit, the the lights mm-hmm. come back on, and I'm like, man, I, I'm in a joy place mm-hmm. now. And my brain, I hatched into the world with joy as the primary like mm. emotional currency mm. and it's been a minute since yeah. i've, I've yeah. been there and we've been finding that the god designed the brain to run on joy mm. yes and mm-hmm. would you guys take a minute just to give us a definition of joy because mm. i feel like that could mean a lot of things to a lot of different people sure well i'll give a simple definition and then sunshine can expand on it she's, mm. that she's really good at that joy is just that sense that we're glad to be together and it's wait so, that's it it <laughs> is <laughs> Yeah, so thanks for having me and, you know, come out here and give you that answer. The book is called Joyful Journey. It's one page. (laughs) The sense that you, and the sense is a right brain sense, you know, because you can have the right brain could be off and someone could utter the words with their left brain, I'm glad to be with you. But you know, their facial expression and their tone of voice is not really conveying it. Hmm. And they could say nothing, but their eyes (sighs) and their smile and their hug could say, I'm glad to be with you. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad we're together. So it's really a right brain thing that you you experience. Mm. 
And it's like, hey, you you are a worthwhile human being. We're together. This is good. You know, you're the the sparkle in someone's eye is another mm. way of saying it. So there's there's almost like poetic ways of saying it mm. to put words on this experience, this reality that someone is glad to be with me. And that's something that you can give to other people too. This sense of I'm glad to be with you. Mm. Yes. I, I wonder how many worship leaders there are mm. who are in relationships with pastors that they fear. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And they're trying to to move the kingdom of God forward oh. with in, in a spot where they, they don't feel at ease. Yeah. And man, that's why this matters because they need to go to the Lord mm-hmm. to know, Hey, I'm good. I'm good with him. Yeah. I actually hear from the guy who's above that guy. Yeah. Yeah. And that guy is glad to be with me yeah. today. Yeah. You know, and then that can, you can be yeast in that staff environment. Yep. And you, you need that interaction with, with God, with Jesus. And just, I would say, one other person that you know, and they may not even know about worship, but it could be, you know, like a close buddy or a close friend or a grandma. Like, I mean, it, yeah. it's someone, and just get that fuel right. and build that up. And from those little islands of joy and peace, mm. stay there and then launch out. Mm-hmm. But we know we all have certain levels of joy naturally. But then, John, you're even referencing that your joy has increased mm. Absolutely. and it's growing. And so and it's creating a culture of yeah. joy too. Let's talk now. Let's bring some help. Okay. To the ones who were listening, who were like, you guys are describing my reality right now. I feel like mm. I feel, I feel, I feel off. I feel dark. Mm. I feel, I feel like what Sungshim you described. Like there was a moment in my life where I felt like I was in this lane with Jesus that just felt very grace filled and I could hear him and it felt like wonder and awe. And now it feels like the lights are out. And I'm wondering what happened or what went wrong. And sometimes things do go wrong. Sometimes there's wounds yeah, and there's yeah. pain and there's stuff like that, right? So we're, we're saying that, that things do go wrong. But what we want to communicate today is you are not wrong. You are not wrong. And so that puts you in a place with Jesus where you can go mm. talk about the wounds and the pain yeah. and yeah. the state. Yeah. So you can go to a place where God is saying, you're not so wrong mm. that I don't want to be with you. Mm-hmm. God is like, I want to be with you yeah. right now. I'm glad to be with you. When I learned the concept of joy, I love it. But as much as I loved it, there was some sort of resistance and hesitance to really accept it. Mm. Then if this is what it is, it's a cheap grace. Like mm-hmm. when I mm-hmm. sin and like God is glad to be with me, like, hey, I'm glad to be with you when you do these like horrible things. Mm-hmm. Mm. So that it was, it kind of makes me also like mm. as much as I loved it, I was resistant to really fully embrace it. Mm-hmm. Joy doesn't need to be always high sense of like, I saw you, John, and then Jack that day on Sunday, just you guys naturally like lit up. Mm. That's a high sense of joy, mm. high level. But there's a low level of joy, quietness. Another name is peace. Mm. Those who are now like in a darkness, in pain, God comes along saying, son, I'm with you in this. So let's talk about the spiritual practice mm-hmm. right. path. Mm-hmm. There's more to it than we're going to be able to cover today. Mm-hmm. So let's just talk about interactive gratitude and that practice so that our listeners can grow with something really practical sure. to help their brains come back. Mm-hmm. That's good. Back on. You know, there's a lot of science out about 
gratitude, the benefits of gratitude, mm. what it does to your brain, mm. to your body. I mean, you just Google it and you'll, you can do all the research that mm. physiological benefits to your health, to your relationship. I mean, there's scriptural Philippians. I'm know. hearing it everywhere. I mean, literally, yeah, yeah, and, and right. it, it's secular podcasts, like Christian Absolutely. podcasts all over the place. Yeah. So, I mean, it's all, and then if you just, it, because now science is saying it, it makes us go back to scripture and say, oh, Philippians 4, 8, 9, <laughs> whatever's good, beautiful, think on these things. Mm. Psalms, tons of Psalms. Give okay. thanks, he's good. So it's all there. What we found in the practice of it is when you give thanks, it warms up your brain mm. to perceive people relationally. Hmm. And even that a person, a being is God, hmm. we perceive God relationally versus just you know, uh, getting a nugget of truth, which a nugget of truth embedded in a relationship is way more powerful than just a nugget of truth. It's like a philosophy versus a living relationship. Right, right, right. That's good. It's helpful. If you give thanks, period, it's beneficial. Mm -hmm. If you give thanks like um, a laundry, you know, a grocery list, I'm thankful for these Mm. five things, Hmm. that's good. But if you give thanks for one thing and marinate in it think about it and like why and what i am thankful about you know my wife or my kids or my church or just being here with you guys and like allow it to being simmer curious about being, yeah, yeah being curious gratitude. about it and like that will do that will really like warm up your brain a lot greater to a greater degree a greater depth giving things anyway is beneficial yeah. so go for it because we notice after doing it for many years some people it's hard they don't feel the difference right away. I That's see. okay. So we just have to acknowledge and assess. We're all in different places. Mm. You know, it's not I bad. I think for me personally, when, when I started doing this, I started to realize how far behind mm. gratitude I was. It was like, wow. Mm-hmm. Like actually dialing in something that I'm grateful for is a little work right now. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, 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 it, and, it, and that kind of took me by surprise a little right. bit. Like, and I I'm want a little bit of, people little... like that to know it's okay. Like it's, it's okay. not a good or bad thing it's like this is my level right now yeah start there he's glad to be with you in that place right. we <laughs> like you're terrible giving thanks it's okay, it's you know okay. What I mean? yeah. like but just give thanks and if all you can do is list five things that's amazing yeah mm. you know there's the one research that comes to my mind that they worked with moderately depressed people they said list three things you're grateful for every night and it can be the same thing as long as you genuinely felt grateful for so mm. like some people would i'm grateful for my cat I have a place to live and food on the table, like yeah. simple, basic stuff. And that made a huge difference in moderately depressed people. So yeah. if that can make a difference there, hmm. imagine what it can do for our relationship with God, mm. with each other in small groups, in church communities, yeah. families. Any living relationship thing, it's not a mm. one way, it's a two way. Mm-hmm. Like John and I, people are really scared of listening to God or hearing God wrong. Honestly, you will hear God wrong. That is okay. Mm -hmm. Why? Because it's a living relationship. Mm -hmm. I could guarantee that I never misunderstand Sungshim, and that is simply by never talking to her. Right. But that's a terrible relationship. So the way that I can grow in confidence that I get her right, which I love the way you started, is you can grow in confidence in getting a sense of God is really communicating with you and revealing himself to you one thing that dallas willard said about hearing god that was so helpful to me and that's why Mm. i like to share it is the way that god speaks to us most often is in your thoughts it'll sound like your thought Hmm. and that makes sense that's like like a very deeply embedded incarnation Mm. right your thoughts then and yet there's a lot of suspicion there there (laughs) and that's 
there's we can unpack that. Mm-hmm. What I would say is in a safe environment, which you guys have created here and in, in your environments, experiment almost just like put on like an experimental playful hat and write down freely this is what I think God might be saying to me with all that um, nuance and then write it down as if it's confidently true Hmm. and then when you're done a minute after that then look at it with like thoughtful discerning eyes Hmm. but almost if you have to be playful and experimental. Mm. One of the things that you said on Sunday that was really helpful to Alyssa, you said in this creative moment, you can't immediately critique it mm-hmm. or you will choke out mm-hmm. yeah. the yeah. the actual experience. So yes. just let yourself be yes. creative. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then with a friend yeah. say, I want to read this to you. Okay. What's been amazing is that my wife who would say, I've struggled at times to hear the voice of God. She will go away. She will do an interactive gratitude. She'll come back home. She'll read it to me. And it's in the reading it to me that she hears and grows more yeah. confident that I actually have heard God on this. Cause it's in the reading mm-hmm. it to me that she'll start crying. She's yes. like, well, I had no emotion when I was writing this out, but as I'm reading it back to you, something in my heart is like, whoa, because we're both, we both know what it all yes. means. And it's like, yes. And I'm like, babe, I, I do. I think that was the oh, father. Yes. Yeah, see, there's that confirmation and then the confidence will grow. And, and that reading it out loud is we didn't touch on it, but you just shared a beautiful display. It's, it's powerful. So everyone listening, I would encourage to find one other person mm. to do it over time. It's nothing, there's no magic pill. It's you do it over time. It's a practice. Like you said, the spiritual practice of giving thanks, hearing God, and sharing with others is really like a wonderful and beautiful experience. Hey, I thought it would be worth it for us to just give a little interactive gratitude 101 practice. And Love I it. listen, you're the pro at this, man. Mm. Honestly, you really are. So can you walk us through it? Tell us about interactive gratitude 101. What's it what's it mean to you? First step, quiet down, taking a couple deep breaths, you know, letting all of our thoughts race, turning our attention towards God. So as much time as you have, try to quiet in those spaces. Next write a paragraph of things that you're grateful for. And this could be anything like John and Sungshin were talking about. So right now I could be grateful for time with you, John, mm. for, you know, a good morning we had. Um, and man, our friend's healing that we saw last weekend yeah. as well. So I might awesome. say, um, God, thank you for this morning. Thank you for time with John. Thank you that you healed Scott. We'd mm. love to see how you heal. Mm-hmm. Then, so that's pretty normal. We've probably journaled like that. Uh, before with God. Mm -hmm. Then here's the interactive part. We imagine what God might say to us in response to our gratitude. Mm. So if I wrote that out, it would look like Jack, comma, I love to give you this relationship with John. I love the spiritual family that you guys are creating. You know, I love that you had a great day. I was with you through the whole thing. Mm. And finally, I love to heal Scott. Mm. I love when people pray in faith to me. So after I imagine what God might say in response to my gratitude, I, I would read that literally out loud to someone. So John, I could read that to you, mm-hmm. both my gratitude and my imagined response. And we get to dialogue. Yeah. And you get to say... You get to weigh it. Yeah. Like, hey, this thing, this second paragraph, do we feel like there's anything actually from God in mm-hmm. this? You know. So we wait. We know scripture. Yeah. We know the presence of God in our own lives. Is we, it true with his character? Yeah. Does, that, does this actually sound like something God would say? Yeah. From our past experiences, is this mm-hmm. in line with the, the heart of God? 
And then you get to give me a little bit of feedback mm-hmm. and say either, man, I felt peace when you read that. I felt, I felt the Holy Spirit on that. Yeah. Or, you know, you can give some insight into something if you see God's heart maybe a little differently on it. Well, listen, big thanks to John and Sunshine Lopnow, authors of The Joyful Journey, a small guidebook on hearing God's voice and growing in joy. You can find them at emmanueljournaling.com. This has been an incredible episode. We're so thankful to be with you today, too. Thanks Thanks, for listening. Cool. Catch you next week. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Love and War Worship Podcast. The title music from these episodes is from John Shirley's album, The Desert Blooms. This episode's transitional music has been provided by MVRK. You can license music from MVRK at marmosetmusic.com. This episode's underscore music has been provided by Meaning Machine. You can license music from Meaning Machine at musicbed.com. To learn more about Love and War, go to loveandwarworship.org. Thanks so much for listening today.